The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So I'd like to talk a little about the <clears throat> three characteristics of all experience, which I invited you to look at during your sitting and walking meditation. And the work meditation that follows will be another wonderful opportunity to look at this. We have four foundations of mindfulness. The body and the breath. The feeling, tone of our experience, whether we like it or don't like it, or we're neutral. The mind, thoughts, emotions, moods, attitudes. And then the Dharma. And the Dharma is actually a list of lists in the Satipatthana Sutta. But by looking at the three characteristics of all experience, it's a great way to begin to be mindful of how Buddha's teachings are real. They're experiential. Not just suttas that were memorized for hundreds of years and passed down and then written in Pali and Sanskrit and every language that has been. But they're actually moment-to-moment experiences. There are aspects of each experience that comes into our awareness. And the first aspect or characteristic of experience is this change. We say, sit down and meditate and watch your breathing as if it was one thing. And it's not a thing. It's not even one process. It's the hunger of the body, which activates all sorts of responses in the organs, and we breathe in. And then when the process of absorbing the oxygen is done, another process happens and we breathe out. And most of us at one point or another will pause in between. So there's beginning and an end and a change that happens with something as simple as breathing. And we can watch it. And if we notice, just take note that we're watching change happen, the impermanence of the in-breath and the out-breath and the pause. It is the same as the impermanence of all experience. 
And we can see that so readily just in meditating. And this isn't a form of thinking. It's not a form of analysis. It's just the simple noticing. This in-breath has begun. It's changed. Now it's ended. And also thoughts and physical sensations. Something that we think of as pain changes. Maybe it becomes more of an itch or just a warmth. Then it moves. Then it fades away or we lose interest in it. It's no longer part of our experience. Thoughts. Totally uninvited. We've decided we're going to watch the breathing. Now we're thinking. I have never, in my meditation experience, decided to think while I was meditating. It just has a beginning, it changes, and it has an ending. But I have a tendency to think of that as my thought. I have a tendency to think, I'm thinking. But the thought has no personality. It's not mine. It's not me. No one has ever been able to put a thought in a test tube. It has no personality of its own. It is without a self. Not even mine. But if I fight that arising, that uninvited arising of a thought, if I take it so personally that I scold myself for having thought, then there is suffering. So these are the three characteristics of all experience that everything changes that it has no self no personality of its own doesn't belong to me I need not take it personally and that these two aspects of experience cause every experience to have the potential for suffering. As I've gone through my practice over the years, I've thought, well, the real potential for suffering is in the change. And then a little while later, I think, no, it's the taking it personally that really causes me to suffer. You know, I think the jury is still deliberating on that. But what I do know is that in every moment of experience, there's plenty of potential for me to suffer. I was at a a month-long meditation at Spirit Rock, and I was, for many, many days, I had been concentrating very deliciously. And I wasn't aware of suffering. There were meals there whenever 
I was hungry. I was clothed and sheltered and warm and there just wasn't much suffering going on. And then I was instructed by my teacher to use that clarity of mind that came from the concentration to look for the suffering. And it took me a little while and I I didn't notice it in the concentrated meditation but during the walking period I'd been out walking and I thought I was coming back in time for the next sitting but I was late and everyone was in the meditation hall and I chose not to go in and disturb them but I would just stand very comfortably outside And then after a few minutes I realized it was a warm day and I was standing in the hot sun. And I noticed that I wanted to move into the shade. But I chose not to. I was just going to stand here. And then I noticed I was on a slope and one foot was lower than the other and that was causing suffering. But I was just going to stay with it. And before long, I had many, many forms of suffering going on. They were all pretty trivial, but they were happening. And what I realized was that I had been making all of these choices, these accommodations to the suffering, without even realizing it. That it had been very subtly pushing me around, so that I could avoid it. And as for taking things personally, I have examples of this all the time when I'm driving. Or when I'm just sitting there at an intersection with stop signs and the cross traffic doesn't have a stop sign, but nobody's signaling their turns. The people who are turning this way, if I had known they were going to turn, I could have proceeded, but they didn't. They should have known. They were holding me up. They were preventing me from getting where I was going on time because they didn't use their turn signal. And I was taking it personally and I was suffering. When I suffer in traffic, I like to remember the story of the boy in the empty boat on a foggy day. He could barely see very far, but he did notice that a boat was coming toward him. And he called out to try to prevent that boat from running into his. But it kept coming. So he shouted the next time, And the boat kept coming. And then he started shouting angrily. And at about that point, the boat got close enough that he realized there was nobody in it. And the anger that had arisen just vanished. There was no point being angry at an empty boat. And this is what 
the car that isn't signaling its turn becomes when I realize they're not failing to signal their turn in order to frustrate me. Possibly the people who are honking as I'm going about my business driving aren't even honking at me. And if they do, maybe I misunderstand why. And for me to get angry back is a, is a choice that I'm making to suffer. So just watching the arising, the experience of change and the impersonal nature of thoughts, emotions, and events gives us an opportunity to really come to understand the genesis of suffering and to begin to look for the way it can be ended. When I spoke after the first meditation, I suggested that we just observe these three characteristics without trying to do anything about it. Because the the freedom, the liberation, the transformation that comes, comes from really knowing these things well, from being familiar with it. It's almost an automatic process, not a matter of decision or will, but a real deep knowing of how everything changes. Nothing is really suffering. Nothing is really personal. And that suffering is inherent in all experience. Particularly if we resist the change or take it personally. So now there is another 15 minutes opportunity to watch these three three things happen. Particularly as you make choices in the work meditation. Thank you.